All right. Hey, everyone. I'm Phil Albertelli, and this is The Week in Doubt, episode 227, I think. Anyway, I was almost going to dedicate this episode to debunking the flat earth theory. Yes, unfortunately, I'm saying that in this, the year 2017 AD or CE, take your pick. I got the idea to discuss the issue on the show after reading an article about an NBA player. Is it a Kyrie or Kyrie Irving, I believe, who recently said while being interviewed on a podcast that he believes the earth is flat. Some are coming to his defense and trying to suggest he was just trolling, but I'm pretty sure he doubled down on his statement soon after in another interview. I almost felt this sense of responsibility as a skeptical podcaster, like I had a duty to talk about it on the show. I actually posted the following on the Weekend Out Facebook page. So I've been contemplating debunking the whole flat earth thing for the next episode. What a pain. Anyone with a lick of sense already knows it's bullshit. But nevertheless, I'll still have to get off my ass and do some serious research in order to make sure my arguments are airtight. And that's true because without a doubt some flat earthers would have inevitably come out of the woodwork and challenge my assertions no matter how logical and grounded and established hard science they were. And I was thinking today, what is it that makes people believe something so absurd? And I think there's two possible culprits. One is undoubtedly religion. I believe a number of ancient religions and cultures embraced a flat earth model. I think ancient Jewish cosmology posited that the earth was flat and that the firmament was a dome or something like that. From my personal experience, it seems like a good number of flat earthers are biblical literalists who reject mainstream science wherever it contradicts their fundamentalist worldview. But not all flat earthers are necessarily religious or biblical literalists. Some, I think, are just conspiracy theorists or contrarians, people who like rejecting mainstream narratives and going against the tide. And sometimes I think another component is just plain ignorance. There's people out there who lack education and who, coupled with that, harbor a distrust of science Whatever the reason, it doesn't negate the absurdity of rejecting the notion of a spherical Earth. Well, technically, the Earth isn't a perfect sphere, but close enough. And there's a history of scientific observation backing up the model of a spherical Earth that goes all the way back to the ancient Greeks, not to mention some nifty photos from the modern era that predate Photoshop. Uh, but anyway, uh, I said I wasn't going to talk about this. But before I get off this topic uh, completely, I will read some responses from people on the uh, Weekend Out Facebook page. So here's Thomas, is it Jens, I think, or Gens, Jens? Hopefully I'm not butchering that. Uh, and cover your ears if uh, you don't care for profanity. But Thomas says, good fucking luck, dude. You could take them out to the ISS. I believe that's International Space Station. Show them and they would still think you're fooling them somehow. And I replied, I know I'm not even sure it would be worth the headache of drawing their attention. And Thomas replies saying it wouldn't be. And then uh, my friend Nathan Brown says, that's really a thing. If so, I know this is extreme. Humanity is overdue for extinction. <laughs> and uh, I hope Nathan doesn't um, mind me reading that. And I replied, it's sad. Go to YouTube and type in flat earth. Just about a week ago, an NBA player was in the news claiming the earth is flat. People, man. Uh, face palm emoji. 
And then Tony DeBono says, save your energy, man. It's not worth it. But thank you guys for talking some sense into me and saving me a lot of precious time trying to prove what we should all already know. The Earth is, wait for it, round. Not just round like a table, uh, round like a ball, or close enough. Once again, not a perfect sphere. So what else do I want to talk about? Let's see. Oh yeah, yesterday morning I posted a disturbing story about a crocodile that was stoned to death at a zoo in Tunisia. And it's strange, uh, the graphic image of the dead crocodile was pixelated or censored in the article, but the actual thumbnail you click on was uncensored. I was a little self-conscious posting the link on Facebook. I was wondering how people were going to react to the graphic image of a dead crocodile with a bloody paving stone on its head. Uh, but here's a bit from a Huffington Post article. Less than a week after beloved hippo Gustavito was fatally beaten at an El Salvador zoo by nighttime mystery attackers, a crocodile was stoned to death by visitors at a Tunisia zoo. Should it be Tunisian zoo? It sounds weird. Belvedere Zoo spectators hurled rocks at the crocodile's head Tuesday, a zoo veterinarian said. Tunis city officials denounced the savage behavior and posted photos of the dead animal on Facebook, showing a paving slab and large rock next to the crocodile's bloodied head. The animal died of an internal hemorrhage. Yeah, and then it also details at the bottom of the article how that hippo that was killed, I mean, people were using uh, metal bars, rocks, knives, and an ice pick. So absolutely horrible stuff, and I think I've mentioned on the show before, and I always feel a little self-conscious uh, admitting it, but I'm one of those people who gets more disturbed and outraged by stories of cruelty to animals than I do when I hear stories about man's inhumanity to man. I used to think maybe it meant I was kind of a misanthrope, but I think it's actually rather common. Maybe it has to do with us as humans just being somewhat jaded to stories involving human-on-human -human violence because we're inundated with it every day. Or maybe we could be somewhat ambivalent towards our own species. Humans can be pretty nasty and treacherous to one another, but if an animal hurts you, it's usually just out of blind instinct. There's a certain innocence to animals, even an animal as feared and menacing as a crocodile. I noticed this particular post on the show's Facebook page got over double the usual hits, and even people I didn't recognize were reacting to it. And in a way, it's nice to see people being moved by the suffering and needless death of a creature that for some of us may be the stuff of nightmares. On the list of animals that people fear, I'd say crocodiles are probably right up there with sharks. We usually view them as these cold predatory animals, but I think many people are nonetheless still decent enough to say this isn't right. You brutally killed an innocent animal that couldn't defend itself, that was trapped in an enclosure, with nowhere to go while you pummeled it with rocks and paving stones. No creature should have to suffer like that. I mean, my first concern is the animal, but there's another consideration too. That animal was there to be viewed to help educate people. It was under the guardianship of the zoo, and you behaved like an antisocial thug and brutally murdered it when you had no right to. And as I was mentioning, the story about the hippo is absolutely horrible, too. Uh, it's heartbreaking. Uh, I remember reading that although it was attacked at night, it suffered into the next day. And it took a while for zookeepers to discover what had happened. And uh, despite, you know, their trying to help the animal, it finally died. 
I think while my friends asked, perhaps rhetorically, what is wrong with people, and that's a good question. Whenever I hear about someone torturing or killing an innocent animal, I wonder the same thing. One horrible story that has uh, always stayed with me, and maybe it's because I have a small dog and most of the dogs in my life have been lap dogs, but some years ago, there was this woman who was in bumper the bumper traffic on the highway, and she accidentally bumped the guy in front of her. The guy gets out, reaches into the lady's car, um, takes her small dog, a little white Bichon, I think it was, um, I think its name was Leo, and throws it into the oncoming highway traffic. The dog didn't survive. That story still makes my blood boil. Now, whenever I'm at a light or something with my little dog on my lap, I always make sure I keep the window up and I kind of brace myself, get ready to hold on to my dog while trying to bash in an assailant's face. Yeah, I'm a little crazy, I know. And for an adult to kill an innocent animal like that, uh, and I'm not talking about hunters who hopefully use the meat they kill to feed themselves and their families. I'm talking about someone putting the brakes on an innocent animal's life for the heck of it or out of spite or malice. For an adult to do that, you must have to be a psychopath or a sociopath. Uh, maybe, maybe you could be a quote-unquote normal person who in some freak instance uncharacteristically loses it and does something terrible. I don't know, but you're not the type of person I would want to be around. And I think people who, like in that situation I described, intentionally kill an innocent dog or cat, especially when it's someone's beloved pet, I think they should have to definitely do some time. Lock them up, man. Children, I think, are a bit different. I think things like empathy and impulse control kind of develop over time. You don't hear about this much with girls, but it seems like just about every guy I know has stories from their early childhood about themselves or kids they knew doing awful things to insects or small animals, usually frogs for some reason. I feel like I witnessed a veritable frog holocaust during my early childhood. There can be this kind of strange, disturbing combination of curiosity and barbarism in young boys. To some degree, I think it has to do with what I said a little bit ago. Empathy and impulse control seem to develop over time. And then we get into the teen years. I feel like teenagers are really susceptible to that pack mentality. Couple that with a certain degree of immaturity and a lack of impulse control. Damn, nothing scarier than a rogue group of teenage boys wandering around. And that's what uh, came to mind when I heard about these stories of animals being killed at zoos. What I thought is it has to be one of two things. Either a group of young guys spanning from their teens to maybe early 20s, or a group of ignorant, poorly educated adult men with maybe some weird cultural lack of respect for animal life. Whatever the explanation or psychology behind it, it's still grotesque and sickening. So maybe I'll talk about one more thing. Uh, there seems to be this disturbing trend of people vandalizing Jewish cemeteries. Here's a bit from a CNN article. And this is dated March 3rd, Jewish cemetery vandalized in New York, third case in recent weeks. A New York hate crime task force is investigating the toppling of at least a dozen headstones at a Jewish cemetery after similar incidents occurred in St. Louis and Philadelphia. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said he would be launching a statewide investigation of the vandalism at the, is it Wad or Wad, Wade, Wad, Hakalel, Hakalel, is, is my friend Randall Nathan Shapiro listening? 
<laughs> I need some help with uh, my Hebrew pronunciations here. Uh, but anyway, I shouldn't be laughing. But uh, a statewide investigation of the vandalism at this particular cemetery in Rochester, New York, and the overall rise in crimes targeting Jewish organizations throughout the state. This latest incident comes as Jewish community centers and cemeteries have been the target of bomb threats and vandals in recent weeks across the country, stoking fears that anti-Semitism is on the rise. So very strange and disconcerting. I don't know what's going on. Ironically, I think I was just reading an article regarding a recent poll that suggested Americans seem to view Jewish people or Judaism the most favorably and Muslims or Islam the least favorably. Uh, let's see. Here it is. And this is from the Huffington Post and it's from February 15th. Um, Americans rate Jews highest, Muslims lowest on feeling thermometer but views on both have gotten better. A new survey asked Americans to rate different religious groups on a quote-unquote feeling thermometer from 0 to 100. The results revealed that Americans are warming up to people of different faiths. The survey released Wednesday by Pew Research Center found that Americans rate Jews the warmest and Muslims the coolest. Pew surveyed 4,248 adults between January 9th and 23rd of uh, this year and found that Jews got an average rating of 67 degrees while Muslims came in at just 48 degrees. Across the board, though, Americans feel increasingly positive toward a range of religious groups. Pew compared the results of the study with those of a previous poll conducted in 2014, and almost every religious group received a higher thermometer rating in the second survey. So I don't know what's causing this seeming rise in anti-Semitism. I remember reports of anti-Semitic comments by Trump supporters on Twitter, etc., around the time of the election, but I don't know if there's necessarily a connection or not. I'm not a Trump supporter, but as I've mentioned before, in fairness, Trump's son-in-law is Jewish and Trump's beloved daughter Ivanka converted to Judaism. But on the other hand, didn't Trump recently catch flack for not mentioning the Jewish people during a Holocaust remembrance speech? So who knows? Uh, he does have a lot of supporters on the far right, and his presidential victory could have emboldened them. I think it was while watching The Drunken Peasants that I heard someone, it might have been Scotty, TJ, a.k.a. the Amazing Atheist Brother, mentioned from a kind of atheist perspective that as awful as it is, uh, the people in those graves... Um, that are being vandalized are dead and they're probably not bothered by it. I agree in a sense that in a way it's more about the living. It's about the family members of the deceased and respecting and doing right by them. That being said, e even though I too am an atheist, I think we should still respect the dead or the memory of the dead. You know, you do your time on planet Earth, pass through this veil of tears. I think the least we can do is treat your memory with some decency and respect. But that being said, I think I'll call this episode a wrap. You guys know the drill. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes. You can also subscribe via Podbean and check out the archives going all the way back to the inaugural episode. If you want to help the show monetarily, you can use the PayPal widget at the bottom of the Podbean page. There's all that famous alliteration. Or you can go to patreon.com slash doubt and help the show out for as little as 99 cents a month. Also, if you feel like buying me a house, a pet chicken, sending me a crate of whiskey, mailing me a giant bag of cinnamon bears, that's all right too. Am I uh, taking it too far? 
<clears throat> I think I'm going crazy. All right, brothers and sisters, until next week. 